Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. We are reading 1 Kings chapter 22 to start out with today. For three years there was no war between Aram and Israel. Then during the third year, King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to visit King Ahab of Israel. During the visit, the king of Israel said to his officials, Do you realize that the town of Ramath-Gilead belongs to us? And yet we've done nothing to recapture it from the king of Aram. Then he turned to Jehoshaphat and asked, Will you join me in battle to recover Ramath-Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, Why, of course, you and I are as one. My troops are your troops, and my horses are your horses. Then Jehoshaphat added, But first, let's find out what the Lord says. So the king of Israel summoned the prophets, about four hundred of them, and asked them, Should I go to war against Ramath-Gilead, or should I hold back? They all answered, Yes, go right ahead. The Lord will give the king victory. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should ask him the same question. The king of Israel replied to Jehoshaphat, There is one more man who could consult the Lord for us, but I hate him. He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. His name is Micaiah, son of Imlah. Jehoshaphat replied, That's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he has to say. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Quick, bring Micaiah, son of Imlah. King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on the thrones at the threshing floor near the gate of Samaria. All of Ahab's prophets were prophesying there in front of them. One of them, Zedekiah, son of Kenai, made some iron horns and proclaimed, This is what the Lord says, With these horns you will gore the Armenians to death. All the other prophets agreed, Yes, they said, Go up to Ramoth-Gilead and be victorious, for the Lord will give the king victory. Meanwhile, the messenger who went to get Micaiah said to him, Look, all the prophets are promising victory for the king. Be sure that you agree with them and promise success. But Micaiah replied, As surely as the Lord lives, I will say only what the Lord tells me to say. When Micaiah arrived before the king, Ahab asked him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramath-Gilead, or should we hold back? Micaiah replied sarcastically, Yes, go up and be victorious, for the Lord will give the king victory. But the king sharply replied, How many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me when you speak for the Lord? 
the Micaiah told him, In a vision I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains, like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, Their master has been killed. Send them home in peace. Didn't I tell you, the king of Israel exclaimed to Jehoshaphat, He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. Then Micaiah continued, Listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him, on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, Who can entice Ahab to go into battle against Ramoth-Gilead so that he can be killed? There were many suggestions, and finally a spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. How will you do this? the Lord asked. And the spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, said the Lord. Go ahead and do it. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all your prophets, for the Lord has pronounced your doom. Then Zedekiah, son of Kenai, walked up to Micaiah and slapped him in the face. Since when did the spirit of the Lord leave me to speak to you, he demanded. And Micaiah replied, You will soon find out enough when you are trying to hide in some secret room. Arrest him, the king of Israel ordered. Take him back to Amnon, the governor of the city, and to my son, Joash. Give them this order from the king. Put this man in prison and feed him nothing but bread and water until I return safely from the battle. But Micaiah replied, If you return safely, it means that the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added to those standing around, Everyone mark my words. So King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah led their armies against Ramath-Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, As we go into battle, I will disguise myself so no one will recognize me. But you wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself, and they went into battle. Meanwhile, the king of Aram had issued these orders to his thirty-two chariot commanders. Attack only the king of Israel. Don't bother with anyone else. So when the Armenian chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat in his royal robes, they went after him. There is the king of Israel, they shouted. But when Jehoshaphat called out, the chariot commanders realized he was not the king of Israel, and they stopped chasing him. An Armenian soldier, however, randomly shot an arrow at the Israelite troops and hit the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. Turn the horses and get me out of here, Ahab groaned to the driver of his chariot. I'm badly wounded. The battle raged all day, and the king remained propped up in his chariot facing the Armenians. The blood from his wound ran down the chariot floor 
and as evening arrived, he died. Just as the sun was sitting, the cry ran through his troops. We're done for! Run for your lives! So the king died, and his body was taken to Samaria and buried there. Then his chariot was washed beside the pool of Samaria, and the dogs came and licked his blood at the place where the prostitutes bathed, just as the Lord had promised. The rest of the events of Ahab's reign and everything he did, including the story of the ivory palace and the towns he built, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. So Ahab died, and his son Ahiza became the next king. Jehoshaphat, son of Asa, began to rule over Judah in the fourth year of King Ahab's reign in Israel. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 25 years. His mother was Abizah, the daughter of Shuhai. Jehoshaphat was a good king following the example of his father, Asa. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight during his reign. However, he failed to remove all the pagan shrines, and the people still offered sacrifices and burned incense there. Jehoshaphat also made peace with the king of Israel. The rest of the events of Jehoshaphat's reign, the extent of his power, and the wars he raged are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. He banished from the land the rest of the male and female shrine prostitutes who still continued their practices from the days of his father Asa. There was no king in Edom at that time, only a deputy. Jehoshaphat also built a fleet of trading ships to sail to Ophir for gold. But the ships never set sail, for they met with disaster in their home port, of Isron Geber. At one time, Azahai, son of Ahab, had proposed to Jehoshaphat, Let my men sail with your men in the, sh- in the ships. But Jehoshaphat refused the request. When Jehoshaphat died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Then his son, Jehoram, became the next king. Ahazai, son of Ahab, began to rule over Israel in the seventeenth year of King Jehoshaphat's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria two years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, following the example of his father and mother, and the example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who had led Israel to sin. He served Baal and worshipped him, provoking the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, just as his father had done. Also reading the parallel passage found in 2 Chronicles chapter 18. Jehoshaphat enjoyed great riches and high esteem, and he made an alliance with Ahab of Israel by having him marry, by having his son marry Ahab's daughter, 
A few years later, he went to Samaria to visit Ahab, who had prepared a great banquet for him and his officials. They butchered many great numbers of sheep, goats, and cattle for the feast. Then Ahab enticed Jehoshaphat to join forces with him to recover Ramoth-Gilead. Will you go with me to Ramoth-Gilead? King Ahab of Israel asked King Jehoshaphat of Judah. Jehoshaphat replied, Why, of course, you and I are as one, and my troops are your troops. We will certainly join you in battle. Then Jehoshaphat added, But first, let's find out what the Lord says. So the king of Israel summoned the prophets, 400 of them, and asked them, Should we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or should I hold back? They all replied, Yes, go right ahead. God will give you, give the king victory. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should ask him the same question. The king of Israel replied to Jehoshaphat, There is one more man who could consult the Lord for us, but I hate him. He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. His name is Micaiah, son of Imlah. Jehoshaphat replied, That's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he has to say. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Quick, Bring Micaiah, son of Imlah. King Ahab of, Je- of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on thrones on the threshing floor near the gate of Samaria. All of Ahab's prophets were prophesying there in front of them. One of them, Zedekiah, son of Kenianah, made some iron horns and proclaimed, This is what the Lord says. With these horns you will gore the Armenians to death. All the other prophets agreed. Yes, they said, go up to Ramoth-Gilead and be victorious, for the Lord will give the king victory. Meanwhile, the messenger went to get Micaiah and said to him, Look, all the prophets are prophesying victory for the king. Be sure that you agree with them and promise success. But Micaiah replied, As surely as the Lord lives, I will only say what my God says. When Micaiah arrived before the king, Ahab asked him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead? Or should I hold back? And Micaiah replied sarcastically, Yes, go up and be victorious. You will have victory over them. But the king replied sharply, How many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me when you speak for the Lord? Then Micaiah told him, In a vision I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains like a sheep without the shepherd. And the Lord said, Their master has been killed. Send them home in peace. Didn't I tell you, the king of Israel exclaimed to Jehoshaphat, He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. Then Micaiah continued, Listen to what the Lord says. 
I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, who can entice King Ahab of Israel to go into battle against Ramoth Gilead so that he can be killed? And there were many suggestions, and finally a spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. How will you do this? the Lord asked. And the spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, said the Lord. Go ahead and do it. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of your prophets, for the Lord has pronounced your doom. Then Zedekiah, son of Kenai, walked up to Micaiah and slapped him across the face. Since when did the spirit of the Lord leave me to speak to you, he demanded. And Micaiah replied, you will soon find out soon enough when you are trying to hide in some secret room. Arrest him, the king of Israel ordered. Take him back to Amnon, the governor of the city, and to my son Joash. Give them this order from the king. Put this man in prison and feed him nothing but bread and water until I return safely from the battle. But Micaiah replied, If you return safely... It means that the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added those added to those standing around, Everyone mark my words. So Ahab, the king of Israel, and King Jehoshaphat of Judah led their armies against Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, As we go into battle, I will disguise myself so no one will recognize me. But you wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself, and they went into battle. Meanwhile, the king of Aram had issued these orders to his chariot commanders. Attack only the king of Israel. Don't bother with anyone else. So when the Armenian chariot commander saw Jehoshaphat in his royal robes, they went after him. There is the king of Israel, they shouted. But Jehoshaphat called out and The Lord saved him. God helped him by turning the attackers away from him. As soon as the chariot commanders realized that he was not the king of Israel, they stopped chasing him. An Armenian soldier, however, randomly shot an arrow at the Israelite troops and hit the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. Turn the horses and get me out of here, Ahab groaned to the driver of the chariot. I am badly wounded. The battle raged all that day, and the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot facing the Armenians. In the evening, just as the sun was setting, he died. Here we read the king of Israel, King Ahab, tried to trick. He had been told that that he would be killed, and therefore he he dressed as a common man, but dressing out on taking off of his royal robes did not help him. He may not have looked like the king, and yet a stray arrow found its way in the perfect spot that eventually killed the king. 
we might be able to to think that we are able to to come up with some scheme to make our life last a little bit longer. But the reality is that all of us are destined to die and then the judgment. That's what scripture says. We might try to avoid it. We might try to come up with some way to avoid death. But all of us, unless Jesus returns, will someday die. The question is, will we be found loving the Lord? The king of Aram did things his own way. He lived a wicked life and God's judgment was pronounced upon him. May we find kindness in the Lord as we follow Jesus Christ. So that when our days come to an end and that we breathe our last, there will be no judgment of condemnation, but rather we will be welcomed by the Lord himself. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.